Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. As of right now, we are at war. How desperate you call on such lost creatures to defend you. How desperate am I? You threaten my world with war. You steal a force you can't hope to control. You talk about peace and you kill because it's fun. You have made me very might not be glad that you did. There was an idea to bring together a group of remarkable people to see if they can become something more. Welcome to Fury's Finest, a podcast about a discussion of Marvel Christ Protocol and the Marvel Universe. My name is Jesse Aiken, and I'm joined by my co-host, Chris Ruffett. How are you doing today, Chris? Jesse, I'm just staggered here in the wake of this new game that's sitting before us. Right. There's so much going on. I don't even feel like I fully processed the core box number two that's coming in October, and now I have... 22 new characters to learn and today we will absolutely it's a crazy thing right where we're just going to see how much the game is truly going to change quite honestly like end of october onward right yes it's like the course that's fully out in the world people have the models assembled starting to put them together starting to play with that but like i said in last episode chris our mini stravaganza part one and this technically mini stravaganza part two our character card errata changes and i stand by what i said where i was like if the core set wasn't coming out we'd be living in a crazy new game world, right? The course, that's like an extra layer of cake on top of the cake that was already here that we have no idea what it's going to taste like. You know what I mean? We got like a triple tiered cake now where we've got like card changes being kind of the base, honestly, right? And then the new yeah. core set. And then, the, and then the, the smallest tier at the top is, of course, stuff coming out in the winter and the spring, right? Which is also going to change the game in a huge way, which we covered yeah. last episode. Things, things we have to start thinking about and planning for King T'Challa is not up in our faces quite yet, so we don't have to worry about it yet, but it's coming. For it a moment. It's definitely coming. <laughs> yeah, just for a moment, which is great. So we've got a lot to talk about today, so I think we should just get right into it. Before that, we got some people to thank. Fury's Finest is supported by Mr. Laser. Go to mr-laser.square.site for all of your Marvel Crisis Protocol needs, and while you are there... 
Let them know that we sent you by using the discount code FURY5 at checkout. Of course, that's the number five, and that'll get you 5% off his already discounted rate, which is insane. Yeah, it also lets Mr. Laser know, like Chris said, that you heard it on the show. It's awesome. Keeps our relationship with Mr. Laser going. Speaking of awesome relationships, iWarGame makes the best mark mats for MCP, and we highly recommend checking them out at iWarGame.net. And we also have a special code with them, FF Podcast, Fury's Finest Podcast. They get you 10% off all of their marked mats, which we think is incredible. Volume two is out now. Dig in, get a bunch of mats for your local group, start playing on them. They're wonderful mats. Absolutely. Fury's Finest is, of course, supported by our wonderful patrons. You can become a patron for Fury's Finest at patreon.com slash Fury's Finest. For less than a cup of coffee a month, you can support the show. And it truly, every little bit helps. And with becoming a patron, you get access to our private patrons only discord which will then gain you access to our private patrons only league and painting competitions so excellent excellent stuff this week we have a very special shout out brian thank you so much for your patronage we truly truly appreciate it and as always we have to thank our avenger level producers these are the guys that really keep the lights on rich and sean my guys. Thank, thank you, you, Avengers. You guys are keeping the lights on, of course, during all the times where it's like the podcast keeps going and helping us pay our fees. And yeah, once again, the Patreon's really exciting right now, Chris. A lot of stuff going on, a lot of discussions happening. The league is in full force. Painting Gallery is in full force. And we'd love to have you on there. So check out our tiers and jump on the Patreon feed. And we dropped some new After Darks for the bonus episodes as well. All right, Chris, let's just get right into these AMG Mini Stravaganza 2023 character card changes. Starting right out the gate with one of our favorite characters, the amazing Spider-Man. Very simple change to Spider-Man. First step is his spender, whatever a spider can, went down in price by one power, which is very nice because it was five, now it's down to four. And what do you know? He's going to be, he's going to have more power in general because that happened. But additionally, he got a new ability, which is very similar to one of my favorite abilities in the game. One of my favorite abilities in the game, Beast, dis- disconcerting but provocative, where Beast rolls a skull and he gets additional power. Peter has that now. It's more the Doc Ock flavor, which is very thematic, uh, the scientific hubris. Anytime Peter rolls dice, so whether it's attack, dodge, defend, pay to flips, other things, superpowers, right? Anytime he's rolling dice, if he rolls one crit in the roll, He'll get one power. Which is absolutely massive for him because that was kind of one of his problems, right? Kind of keeping him back from other competitive five threats was power generation. Uh, He's tanky. He can move really, really well. You know, he's got ways to spend his power, but he just didn't always have the power to spend. So I really, really like this change. I couldn't agree more, Chris. I I, Honestly, I'm going to say this a lot today, but... Mm -hmm. I think people were sleeping on a character like Amazing Spider-Man, weren't playing him enough. And I'm going to say that with a lot of characters today. And it's funny because little nudges like this can get people to play characters that they've never considered, even though it's like a nudge. This is just a slight nudge for Peter. He's still the same Peter. Yeah, you're going to be able to do his spender more, but I don't think you were doing a spender that often to begin with because the web swing is too good, right? And the web swing is costly. Um, Witty Banner is too good. So whatever spider can was pretty tough, but also keep in mind, whatever spider can is like a quasi action economy because he gets that medium move and he gets a size two throw, which is decent if he gets a wild. So you are going to want to do it. But yeah, absolutely, Chris, you could always ignore him before. Right. And now when Peter's attacking you and when he's doing pay to flips and when he's doing things on his own 
autonomy, he can potentially gain power back, right? Which is also incredible on like a pay to flip. You you flip a madman trap and you got that power back that you just spent to flip the madman trap, right? Amazing. It's pretty sweet. But you know what I'm looking forward to the most with this character is having the power to just be witty bantering yes. anybody and everyone. This is going to be so true to the character. I mean, <laughs> in the comics, this guy literally is quipping so often that his allies get annoyed with him. Yes. Like they want him to go away. They don't care that he's helping. They just want to quit hearing him talk. So <laughs> I think we're going to achieve that with this amazing Spider-Man on the tabletop. And big props to AMG for this because this is one of the kind of fantasy changes that I love the most. Absolutely. I adore it. Amazing Peter is one of my favorite characters to play. And, you know, obviously a bump for Web Warriors as well, because I Whatever, mean, dude, I'm putting him in my defenders list. It's how. Oh, yeah. Well, of course, defenders all around got boosts and he's he's great in defenders. He already was pretty great in defenders. Yes. And now we're, we're in a different world. But also, let's not forget, Peter has this really cool leadership that's really powerful, but it's very taxing because it costs power to put the slows on people. Right. So now he actually has more synergy with his leadership as well. And I will mention one final rules bit here, Chris, which is absolutely insane to me. Um, unless they rule differently on the forums, this is how it is per the rules. When you pay one power to do Winnie Banner to re-roll one attack in your opponent's dice roll, if you re-roll it into a crit, okay, that's unfortunate. This It's still a success for them, but what do you know? Peter was rolling dice and he rolled a crit. So he got that scientific hubris type power. So you netted the Winnie Banner back. Yes, you didn't get the effect off you wanted, but it was free. So also, once again, he is going to win better more than ever before. <laughs> so even I, when the witty betters are fails, he at least got a power back potentially. So I think it's incredible and it's going to make him all the more difficult to take down too. Because witty banner can also just, oh, you've got Pierce on your attack, reroll that wilds. You're no exactly. longer piercing Peter. He's even more defensive. So, but we got to move on. Well, and to, not just him, man. Oh, it's, yeah. It's yeah. your whole team. Oh yeah, you just, of course. You just you just set this bubble on that E, and if you can oh, yeah. generate enough power, any attack that happens, you're re-rolling one of your opponent's dice just every time. It's going. It's not oppressive. It's not overpowered. It's just going to be annoying. Yeah, and I love a, it. It's efficient, right? Oh yeah. You're, you're always willing to pay one to re-roll on your opponent's dice, especially if it's a good stuff symbol. Those Yahtzee rolls this completely mm -hmm. disrupts that. All kinds of stuff. Oh, we, yeah, it's perfect for stuff like that. And we talked about it not too long ago in our Amazing Peter episode, so definitely check that out if you want more deep dives on how to play Peter Parker. But let's move into arguably the biggest change in this entire set. I think this is the second big winner. Yes, there's there's this, two and there's two big not, ones. That's not a hot take, right? No. I think I think that's been said quite a bit, but for purposes of our podcast here, this is the just an incredibly effective change. This is awesome. This it's, is a rework. This is a rework. Good. This is not yes. a these are not like nerfs or buffs. This is a rework, right? Which is insane. So let's talk about our old friend here, Blackagar Boltagon. So I'm going to go through all the changes and then we can discuss what all this means for him. So he gained one HP on his front side. Absolutely amazing because he was so fragile before he gained one mystic defense increase on his front side. His builder attack, the energy bolt went up one strength. Incredible. It's now six dice from range four. That's ridiculous. It's nearly Malekith levels like we talked about last episode. Master Punch also costs one less, which I think is one of the coolest spenders in the game because it's teleport, right? It's just a tool to teleport, but it also gets to hurt people, right? We said in the Black Bolt episode, he gained a new superpower, which is absolutely incredible. 
A king serves his people for one power. It's reactive. When another allied character within two of Black Bolt is targeted by an attack, Black Bolt may use his superpower. Black Bolt now becomes target attack regardless of range and line of sight. So he got bodyguard from Steve, but for one, first bodyguard in the game is one, right? The amount that it plays in with his kit is incredible. Oh, absolutely. It's yeah. no it's no secret that you want Black Bolt to be flipped by about round two or three on his injured side to gain access to Whisper. You can do that reliably now. Well, and like Whisper aside, it just makes him like, it makes his team so much better because before you could ignore Black Bolt and then you could pick off people like Crystal and stuff. You can't do that now, right? So, and it also makes the Inhumans leadership better too, right? Because Black Bolt could go early in a turn do all the fun stuff he wants to do, spend all his power, but save enough for some bodyguards. And now he just bodyguards the rest of the attacks for the rest of the turn onto him. And what do you know? He's taking damage. He's gaining more power. You're passing to other people on their mm-hmm. turns. Like there's a lot of synergy here and time's going to tell like how it all works out, but continuing with this changes, cause there's even more Chris on his injured side. Whisper went up by one more dice up to 10. It seems fitting that it should have been 10 the whole time. And he loses bodyguard on his injured side. Also seems fitting. Cause he's like fighting. He's in the fray, but <laughs> biggest change of all he got focus power and innate superpower during the power phase his character gains one additional power so he is as guardian for all intents and purposes of fury's finest of we talked about on the show so now also chris not only everything's online even more because it's feeding the leadership which i've already said i think is one of the best leaderships in the game okay he starts with two power that's an easy pass to somebody right 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 round one if you want still has a bodyguard online you're going to do whisper more often. You're going to do master punch more often. You're going to be able to pay for anti-gravitational field more often. It's kind of insane, Chris. He also lost his ability. We might have misspoken the last episode because we were talking about the possibility of the ability with his attack going up, but he did lose his ability, his like Friday AI ability. Mm, yeah. He did lose that. So number one, I think because there was no space on the card, <laughs> but number two, he couldn't have that on top of like all his attacks going up and dice getting bodyguard, getting more power. Everything went up, so he had to lose something. It kind of just got baked into the kit, right? It just it got redistributed. That power got redistributed elsewhere. And I think that works because giving him something else to have to pay for just doesn't seem right. I, I think they really nailed it. We've got the anti-grav field for defense. Still there, yeah. Yep. You know, and we've got the bodyguard on his front side. He loses bodyguard on his injured side. Yeah, no, it's insane. I I already alluded to in recent episodes, I've been pulled to the light within humans just because yeah. I think they are such a rewarding faction. They're a play style I do like to play where it's like the more time you put in the humans, the better you are at the game, the better in humans player you are because it is so taxing, right? To know who to pass power every turn, what you're going to do. It's very chess-like where you're like, well, in three turns, Miss Marvel's going to have her change size, right? Because I'm going to set up a sequence of events to give her that, right? A lot of things like that, but Black Bolt himself is so real now that kind of insanity. He's so good by himself that the Inhumans went up a, as a whole. 100%. I mean, he was he was the only thing that, that gave you pause in playing the Inhumans, right? It's like, well, I have to play with healthy side Black Bolt. That doesn't sound very fun. It does now. Yeah. It, it sounds, sounds very fun, fun now. And he also feels like the threat that he was always intended to be in the 100%. Canon, right? He is now in line with other five threat characters in this game. To the point where he has an incredible leadership, but I wouldn't be surprised if you see him splashed in a couple yes. of places. 100%. Because like the one cost bodyguard alone. Exactly. 
It's huge. And just the ability to turret so powerfully while being a bodyguard, that's enough, right? So two range four energy attacks that both hit like trucks. So pretty nasty, man. Also, this power phase thing, Chris, I think it's absolutely insane because now it's like, okay, Lockjaw is going to have his good boy power, massive pool of power, and, and Black Bolt's going to have two. Let's go. Let's start moving power around to the team. I'm immediately yeah. going to go turn one. I'm going to give Medusa one power from either Lockjaw or Black Bolt, and she's immediately going to she's immediately going to Royal Decree Black Bolt up range two. Stuff like that, right? Like it's this is like I haven't even started my turn yet, and I've done that, right? Because I have access to more power. Very thematic too, because I think the humans are just going to work even better together, and they're going to get rewarded for playing them more together, right? And um, it's it's great, yeah. and also it inversely works the other way. If Black Bolt needs a little bit of power, oh well, Crystal got a bunch of gainers off, right? Pass on exactly. the Black Bolt and set up his next turn to be really explosive. All puns intended. And yeah, Whisper being ten dice now just thematically feels right and. It's very exciting, right? He's a threat. He's a huge threat. Man, I, I really feel like stealing power from the oppo- from your opponent is going to become more and more relevant and something we all have to think about and start oh, yeah. doing. Um, and I, I see these changes, these 22 card changes, and about 20 of them just scream, play more characters with Root. Yeah. Honestly. Absolutely. I mean, it certainly messes up some plans, right? It, it definitely it throws a monkey wrench into a lot of players that have very kind of regimented uh, first two or three rounds of action. Absolutely. Well, let's move on and I will talk through the black cat changes. We had a feeling this was coming and it did come. What's really interesting about this, Chris, is you and I alluded to this in the last episode, but it's like, we believe that through the crisis changes, Black Cat was already reined in a little bit, right? Through the loss of single extracts, through the loss of certain shapes, right? The loss of the single extract was huge. I think the biggest thing, because it, it took away her big, I draw this, I win. Oh, of course. And then also even the white extracts, now they're all smushed together. Yes. Like where Black Cat so doesn't want to be. She's got to be in more danger. So I, and not to mention just the meta in general, this big boy meta, it's, scary to have your entire game plan kind of hinging around a a five threat a five stamina character in black cat yeah for sure someone that can just be easily removed by any four five six seven eight threat in the game and most teams have at least one five threat on the field right now at least so oh yeah uh, and but i yeah. do think that these changes that we're seeing here are future proofing for I feel like the phase of the game we're about to be in. Well, and just the game as a whole, right? I think the red carpet was obviously laid out for Felicia when we saw Enchantress's steel get changed to an action, yes. right? And so now it's like, okay, all pretense aside, Master Cat Burglar is now an action. So Black Cat would have to spend one of her two actions to actually do the steel. Keep in mind, she's still all the original clauses before. She's got to be range one. So she's already in danger. This is huge because. It's just not as safe, right, Chris? But also, they did give her some slight buffs to kind of balance out this huge nerf with the Cat Burglar. So her Cat Claws attack, which is only four dice, keep in mind, but it gains bleed if the attack dealt one damage. So, you know, not like auto bleed, but not a wild somewhere in the middle, right? Well, with the, with the pierce on there, that really does help get damage yeah, through. It's four essentially dice. four and a half, five dice. So... It's something, right? It's it's, it's, it's something. a little bit it's, of damage. It's a little bit good. And I mean, it has some interplay with quite a few. I mean, there's a lot of teams that like bleed. So oh, yeah. really, you know, 
this is this is ultimately a good thing. I think this opens her up to being used in places despite the nerf. A good change for like, yeah, Midnight Suns and Web Wars. Maybe it doesn't affect her in her criminal world at all. But Probably not. But those other teams, it's, it's nice to have. Additionally, they changed Bad Luck's wording a little bit and they made it actually better. So Bad Luck now prevents crits exploding. So the way it reads is one, targeting this character with attacks. Enemy characters cannot modify their attack dice and they do not roll additional dice for crits in their attack rolls. So what this does, Chris, which is very cool, is this is why I say it's a slight buff. Mathematically, of course, MCP dice are wild and going to go different ways, but mathematically, little attacks against Black Cat now cannot spike her in one attack. You need two of them, yeah, right? The, to spike the her. four dice attack is not going to get her. Right. And That's it's good. very unlikely the five, very dice, good. the five dice attack is going to get her, right? Just exactly. Like, unless they've got like a bunch of stuff that they can do and then she yeah. rolls completely a, nothing. A lot of extracurriculars have to happen, yeah. So it just gave her like a certain percentage of defensive nature, which is great. It's kind of yeah. like it's kind of like a weaker spidey sense, which is great, well, or like a domino adjacent. Weaker, yeah, I was going to say we know weaker. how we know how good this is with domino. Yeah. It is slightly weaker, but this is good. I mean, it's good. Like you said, this this just means she is not getting taken off the board by Toad round one. <laughs> no no toad spike is going to get rid of black cat yeah some silly thing right so overall i think great quality of life for the game change it is a nerf to black cat but it's like she needed it, it needed and, to happen and she's yeah. still playable she's still especially good. in her affiliations she's very good in her affiliations don't let this nerf dissuade you from playing her you just have to figure out how to use her a little differently and that's a theme we're going to see through today chris i think i'm going to talk a lot where it's like some of these models that got nerfed they're clearly fine in their affiliations, but maybe they got worse being splashed. Um, yeah, which is good, and, probably. And maybe overall. you can't take them into every situation you used to take them into. Yes, for so sure. So they're not your blanket plan for every game you play, which is not the way MCP is supposed to be played. You're supposed to be making hard choices oh, yeah. in turn zero based on what you see across the board from you, based on what your opponent has in their 10, based on what crises are there. We're not supposed to have many characters in the game that it's just like, oh yeah, I'm playing them. Doesn't matter what happens. Black Cat's on the field and I'm probably using her to win. So this this change just brought her in line with the rest of the game, to be honest. Yeah, it's less now about her cat burglar keeping you winning the game or winning the game. It's more just a tool to get back in the game or win the game later. Now I really think she's doing all the other stuff she was doing where it's like, I think her best ability now is ability that's always been here this been arguably your best ability it's the troublemaker auto stagger on the big characters right like she's just going to be a bot to do that now in a lot of ways and she already was and i think in this big character meta a lot of people have been playing her like avengers players have been playing her right or whatever so like other teams have been playing her just to stagger the malekith their hulk or something right huge huge swing so she's just going to do that more now and you're you're less concerned about like getting the perfect steal off and it's more about that's a tool in your tool belt. And I think it's good. And her being slightly tankier, I think, is a nice quality of life change. And I absolutely love it as a Web Warrior player, right? Because it seems like she's even tankier in Web Warriors now, right? Because she can defensively re-roll under Miles' leadership on top of being exploded less by the opponent, right? Which just thematically makes sense, too. Yeah, I like her a lot in that leadership. That her that troublemaker still makes her just an awesome tool against many, many, yeah. many characters. Much needed tool for the web warriors too. Well, let's Agreed. move on, Chris, to a very simple change. Mr. Blade, Eric Brooks, a character you and I really do love. His throwing glaives, his range four gainer, 
got pursuit on a hit before damage is dealt this character may advance towards her character short keep in mind you don't have to move the full distance you just move somewhere in the box you don't have to move directly towards them just somewhere in the box i think though this is minor a very nice big change for blade to give him quasi action economy which he's never had yeah jesse i think he really needed this not that he was unplayable but like you said Action economy has been his only drawback for a while. And Blade is never going to be a character you're going to see splashed in a lot of places. No. Maybe some leadership's weird, too good. Yeah. Maybe, maybe some weird bleed things, but you know, you might Defenders. be using, using him as a leader anyway. But I, I like this. This just encourages people to play him more, figure him out. Uh, I think he is a strong piece in the right places. And that you know, Midnight Suns, Defenders, Dual Affiliated, maybe it can work. For sure. For sure. It's always been a solid list, and this just gives Blade a little bit to do more than when he couldn't do. The leadership's so good. Sometimes Blade would just feel bad where he's just like, I have to move, and then I do one katana and nothing happens, right? So I think this is a really worthwhile change because now he can glaive from range four, short move up, and then katana somebody or Knight of the Dampier somebody, right? And it's really nice. Uh, I think it's a big change. Also, keep in mind, too, like, you can do this during the Siege of Darkness turn and set up Blade for his next go, right? Even like after you Siege of Darkness and see if you got what you want to get. But we got to move on, Chris, to another massive rework. <laughs> this is the this is the one we're all the most excited for. Yeah. Well, so maybe not you. Maybe not everybody. No, I'm very excited about this. I've got an amazing painted Daredevil. It's been funny to hear all the people be like starting to paint these models. And I'm like, what? You guys don't have these models? Like it, some of these, it makes me feel old in the sense of the game, Chris. Well, also, we are. Like, but also it makes me like push back the echo chamber that is the community on online, you know, where people are just like, well, this character's on play. This character. And so people are it's, like, oh, I'll never buy them or paint them. Right. <laughs> it's a very competitive, you know, tournament focused uh discussion space for most of mcp which is you know part of why you and i are here yes to bring a little bit more of a a both sides kitchen table and competitive but for sure but also man i remember when they announced daredevil and we were just blown away by his model his model really represented a change in how they sculpted too yeah action this was their first this was their first big use of a lot of you know wiry stuff moving around yep, 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 yep. Uh, in his in his uh, baton hooks and things, and not to mention Daredevil is and I make no bones about it. He's one of my favorite characters in Marvel. Period. So the fact that old old Maddie Murdoch is good again and mine is painted and ready to go, it's all good stuff. I'm, I'm super excited. It's very exciting. If you guys have been following the show for a long time, I mean, you know how defenders was one of my first loves right that i really truly competitively dug into um true true and really enjoyed getting the defenders more fleshed out i mean you know dr d screaming out and happiness you know it can be felt sort of i was a little disappointed i was a little disappointed in his initial reactions he just had to keep the dallas going you know there it is come on man we can be happy bro (laughs) you know he's happy i know i'm just giving you crap dude i love you it's so good so yeah, and Matt Murdock has become one of my all-time favorite characters in Marvel as well, Chris, just because You're welcome. I think what really works for me with characters, we've talked about on the show many, many times, if I love the alter ego as much or more than the superhero, I'm all in on that character, right? And like Logan's a great example of that, right? Or Peter Parker, right? Yes, they're popular characters, but they're popular for a reason because 
without their suits, they're such amazing written characters. They're still Matt, superheroes without their suits. Hundred percent, and that's Matt Murdock, right? So yep. we love him, and I love his. I love his moral compass. I love all the things about him that just really resonate with me personally. So to see him in the game working in a different way when he was already a solid character, and I've been saying this for a long time, and uh, people disagree, but Radar Sense at any range, martial artist at any range, was insane. Like it was, he people were saying make him three threat. That would have not worked. That would have been way too good. No, he would have been way too uh, good. He would have been way too tanky. So I'm I'm happy that we can talk these changes now and talk about things that got buffed up while keeping radar sense, which is absolutely incredible. So let's just go through these and then we can discuss maybe some daredevil thoughts because there's a lot of them. So he got a new trigger on his baton hook that is a hit. So when he gets a hit, he can trigger pull after the attack is resolved. The character is size two or less. He can push them towards Daredevil short. Very cool. Very thematic. Gives him displacement on a range attack when he's kind of out of range. Love it. He got one increase on his physical defense to be in line with the Shadowlands Daredevil. Daredevil. So everyone online can stop complaining about that right now because I've they seen won't. so much of that. <laughs> his baton hook, I think, is amazing. This is something I was talking with. Chris and others behind the scenes that I thought Daredevil should have, but I didn't know how to implement it. And AMG is a lot smarter than me and they implemented it. I was thinking that he should be able to ignore stealth and or like Spidey Sense rerolls because of his radar sense, right? And they added this on his baton hook. He can find people, right, with his with his superpower, yeah. which I think is very cool. Very cool. Sometimes you're gonna baton hook now to like just to catch people out rather than like walking yeah. and getting in their face, right? You're just gonna baton hook them and pull and them see to what you. happens. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Which is incredibly thematic. Moving on, Man Without Fear got so much better. I think it's one of his coolest abilities. So of course you pay two powers reactive out of attack targeting Daredevil is resolved. He can use his superpower. He advances towards the character short. Then if the attacker is within range two, you can make a strike. So originally it was just if he's dug in, he can make a strike back. Now he can short move. It's like Sabretooth's Untamed Force now, right? Which is very good. And now it's very usable. Before he had to be dug into that middle gamma, you know, and you just hope for it. But now he can actually move. This also means, Chris, like you attack with range three attacks and stuff. He's just going to move and get in your face. So be careful. You have to think you have to think twice before attacking him now, which is so weird. It's good. It's just. It's very good. I mean, this is a completely new. Treat this like a completely new character. Like, yeah, it's, don't, it's very akin to Black Bolt. And respect him. Shake oh. all of that. Daredevil is not good. Out of your mind. Oh, he's this, a menace. This guy is going to be hurting you. Hundred percent. And let's talk about his Devil's Deliverance, his Spender. So they completely changed this. It's the same concept, but they changed the strength up to six. It was a lot lower before, and now that you gain one strength per enemy nearby. So originally it was a lower start but then you got a higher per enemy around. Now it's a higher start and you just get more per enemies around, which is incredible. Yeah. So I, I also think this is really good. And such synergy with this new affiliation uh, leadership that, that they gave us on him. Yeah, let's talk about it. The Marvel Knights affiliation defender. So our second defender list in the game. So let's stop complaining about that online too. Once per turn, an allied character may reroll a number of its dice equal to the number of enemy characters within range two of itself. So once again, once per turn, so it's similar to X-Force or something, but this really jumps up, right, with like the more enemies around you, the, the reroll gets kind of insane. So on the approach, this is weaker than those affiliations that have like the one or two rerolls, right? But when you're in the scrum, man, is this got some high, like explosive nature. He is such an effective bruiser. He's As he's, he should have always been. He, 100%. He's got a little bit of disruption 
He's got a lot of bit of different kind of rerolls and triggers. I don't know, man. This is you don't want to attack like him. him you but don't. Then you have to. But you're gonna have to. Ugh. I really like him. I know how I'm going to fight against him already too, and I'm not telling you. Okay, sounds good. But this is very exciting. I mean, I'll tell you, it's just Psylocke. Use Mystic attacks. It's just Psylocke. It's always Psylocke. Yeah, she can pretty much delete she's, anybody. That's what I do again. I mean, that's what you do against anybody with martial artists is Psylocke. But yes, I mean, she's a great tool in your tool belt against web warriors in general, right? What's awesome too, Chris, about this character is he's so good without the leadership that he really is a plug and play on his affiliated teams and maybe even a lot of splash teams. I'm more interested in splashes into this leadership now. Yes. But then he has a leadership as well, is what I was going to say, where it's like, he's an amazing web warrior, but what, what does Luke Cage look like under this leadership now? Right? Oh, I know, dude. Get those staggers off on those. What does Wolverine hearts? look like in this leadership? You know what he looks like. It's insane under this leadership is what Wolverine is. I'm insane. What about Logan with that ridiculous beam attack? That's you true. Do that on an E or on Researcher? I'm got to be range two for the rerolls, though. No, I know it, it takes some finagling. I'm It'd thinking be like two models. Yeah, yeah. For I'm, sure. I'm dream scenarioing here, but I if you, you can, if you can have him with a way on a flank, yeah. Away, yeah, on a flank with catch two or three models, dude. Extremis consoles, ridiculous. Yeah. So we're gonna do some defenders talk on our after dark and some other episodes in the future. Cannot wait. I'm really excited to return to defenders, but also it's like helping Chris build his list. Be helping Dr. D build his list. There's a lot coming up with Defenders. No, do not worry, Defenders fans. We see you. We know you. Um, I have been you for a long time. Yeah, we just needed we just needed something new. It just needed that that just a spice. That panache. Yeah, just need a little panache. Just a little hundred percent freshen up. And we got it in a big way. Defenders are here. Absolutely, because they've always had one of the best rosters in the game. So to get another new character and a new leadership, okay, that's that's enough, right? That's serious. So on top of this amazing roster, well, let's move on to a character that Chris and I dearly love, Dr. Voodoo. So I'm going to go over these kind of quickly, and then we can talk about them because they are kind of, some are abstract and some are pretty massive. This is a massive nerf to Voodoo. So Voodoo's Daniel can only affect extracts now. So you can only make people drop extracts, but those people still count for secures. His Daniel recall, the recall spirit, is a lot more expensive. It's not free at all. It costs one more power as well to use it. So that's a massive change. Um, Additionally, the token, the Daniel token goes back to Voodoo when models are dazed before that would stick that's changed we saw squirrel girls change and we we, we read the writing on the wall when we saw squirrel girls change with tippy when tippy flies back and we said oh, that's happening to voodoo for sure and it did eagerly awaiting it i'm voodoo was not a fun play experience to play against it's just so funny because like no one in our local meta myself included even when i played voodoo in convocation no one played voodoo in the way that people were online and abusing where it's like just multiple possessions in a turn yeah. right well, we all felt bad doing it but yeah he's I mean, too fun the- too to do his spenders and stuff right um that was yeah. part of it but an- another huge change he lost his throw and i think this might be the biggest change for me because this is something i used even more than the possession Pretty tough right displacement's good in this game we all know it it was an insane throw but it was a good throw he lost it and but he did gain a throw on his strike now, but it's a difficult throw to get. It's spiritual strength. It It's two hits to get it. And it's size two or less. You can throw them short. So it's like, it's the worst throw you can get. It it just is the worst throw you can get on any trigger, right? It's the hardest to get and it's a size two. 
but I'm very happy he still has it. I'm glad that AMG wasn't like, I think if they took away his throw entirely too, he would just be still a good character in his affiliations. But I think that would have been a really uh, big hurt to him because he's everything costs more. Daniel's worse. The throw's gone. So it's like, you got to give him something, you know, and that throw is just like an, it's, you're not planning on it, but when it happens, you're happy, you know, which is nice on his strike. It's got to just be a cherry on top type of thing. Uh, it, it shouldn't ever be something you're game planning for happening. Yeah. It's just a, if this happens, it's very good and I'm very into it, but if not, it's still what I want to do. Now I'm going to talk about possession because possession had to be changed. I'm so happy it did. Being able to still count for secures is such a brilliant choice from AMG and just having to drop your extracts. So once again, we're seeing this like steel thing get reined in in a massive way through all these characters and now the secure. So it's like originally the most powerful use of possession was like put it on Hulk, make him drop his hammer and walk away. And now Hulk's not counting on the gamma. That's wild, right? That's really powerful. That's gone. So like now Hulk Hulk's upset because he lost his hammer, but Hulk's like, that's okay. I'll just, I'll just keep punching people in the middle gamma. You know what I mean? And probably win it. (laughs) So like, that's a massive, massive change. And when you, when you change recall spirit to three possession got so much worse because now voodoo can't just like black cat, the possession is a very perfectly timed thing. Cause if it's not perfectly timed, we know voodoo's defenses are horrible without his Daniel. Right? So if you can't pay the three to pull Daniel back, there's so many drawbacks, right? Which makes them feel really right. It makes them feel right in line with four threat, but also it's going to be a lot harder to play. A lot harder to play. And that's kind of good, right? The convocation characters aren't supposed to be easy to play. They're all very well, powerful. Yeah. <laughs> They're all very powerful wizards. It's supposed to be complicated. I think convocation took the biggest hit from Voodoo's nerf because like Avengers, Voodoo's Avengers, right? Voodoo is Midnight Suns, right? Like those teams were abusing it more. Yes. Convocation just couldn't abuse it. it. Like couldn't abuse Voodoo's steel and all the stuff like they could. So inadvertently, Convocation got hit by this because he was probably their strongest piece and kind of kept them afloat. But time will tell. I mean, we'll see what a convocation gets in the future, you know. But this this has just not been their meta for a long time. They'll come back around. They'll probably also get freshened up. And, you know, it's I mean, I'm sorry, convocation fans. It's not a big ticket. It's Your not life's a big, still difficult. It doesn't like yeah, this is just a little one more it, chink in the armor. <laughs> yeah, it's not a big ticket uh, affiliation. It, it won't be ever. No, and that's okay. It is a niche affiliation. I play Weapon X. I get it. It's just what it is. But I'm very happy for this change. Those the exploitation of Doctor Voodoo was very annoying and just terrible to play against. Yep, it's one of those. Uh, if it's, if it's, creating a negative play experience it just has to be changed right like whether or not what is what's happening so let's move on from voodoo because i'm sure it'll come up more in the future and let's talk about someone that uh i've played a lot and i'm very happy about this change so electra got one gainer power on her ancient throwing blade so now when she throws her ancient throwing blades from range three she gains one power she does not have a true strike still but she also still has out for blood when she deals damage she gains additional power right so it kind of gets around her not having a true strike, but now that she has a gainer, things have changed dramatically, Chris, because now you can potentially very thematically like Electra throw your blades range three and then teleport to the opponent with the assassin step, right? You can actually afford to do that more often now, right? Which is great. And once again, Chris, I think this is very, this is very similar to daredevil where it's like, if you ignore daredevil, if you ignored Electra, 
they weren't doing that much because they had all the stuff to pay for that they couldn't pay for, right? And like, it's very cool that Electra got this change because now you actually have to pay attention to how much power does she have? Can she ancient throwing blades one or two times to get up to that impale? I got to be very aware of this. Um, and keeping with that thought, it's like her physical defense went up to four as well, which it should have been the whole time. Should have been the whole time. So happy it did thematically. And also, so now we've got Daredevil. Shadowlands Daredevil and Electra all up to four physical defense. Which is good. And also the fact that she is now just a character you can think about playing without having to con- con- you know, plan too much for how to get her to work. She's just going to work on her yes. own merits uh, yeah, on yeah, the yeah. table. Because Impale is still incredible. Okay. Yeah. It's I've said it before. Impale is one of the best spenders in the game. For sure. And now she can actually get to it. And now she can do things other than impale. So I'm very excited about this change. I think it's going to shake up a lot of things. We just continue to get more and more very quality four threats. They're just different styles of different tools, right? Oh, absolutely. And now she feels like she can do what she wants to do in her car, like Chris said, and and bring the value of those grunts, make it worth it, right? Before, it was like the question of like, well, I'm just playing Shadowlands Daredevil because he's just more consistent, right? Right. If I want those grunts. So now if you want those grunts, you're getting a different character than Shadowlands Daredevil, which I think is amazing. And she's the only character in the Defenders roster that has grunts that's affiliated. So that's very cool as well. So now thematically, you can bring her with classic Daredevil to give access to grunts in your classic Daredevil-led Marvel Knights team. And I think that's so I very think cool. I think it's huge. That's actually absolutely huge because... It's a thematic win and also like a gameplay win because originally people were playing her maybe with Shadowlands and you had to share the grunts and that's just not easy to do. It's not fun. I was having a lot of fun with her in Convocation. She got a little bit better for Convocation. So that's also really cool. So there's a lot of things going on. I'm I'm really excited to see her more on the table and sought, you know, bringing her right back in Hellfire, things like that. So I love the way Miss Nachios is looking and we'll see where this expands in the future. All those. Electro mains, you need to come out and start showing the power of this character, you know? Um, and I think the gainer is going to be really helpful in doing that. And it's a nudge. And a nudge is good because if she needs another nudge in the future, she can get one. Absolutely. This These can all be touched up again whenever they do another pass. We'll see when that is. I don't want to venture any guesses yet. I still would like her to have some other defensive tech than the martial prowess, but I get them trying to like keep her not too defensive because she does do so much damage. She does, and she's still got stealth. So yeah, with that's a with bit. impale being able to move medium afterwards, you are going to be able to get that big hit off, and then kind of get out of danger a little bit. But yeah, it's gonna it's gonna take some planning. Yeah, it's just a huge thematic miss to me that she's a martial artist. <laughs> but still, that might, that might be too much, man. That might be too yeah, good. yeah. You would have to change something else if you gave her martial artist because she's well, got the grunts on top of everything with this card, right? You have to remember that's always that's always the tough part, hundred percent. And that's why I think why she got given the wrong pass the initial time. Yep. You know, was because of the grunts. Same. Over overvalued the grunts. Well, Chris, let's talk about this rework of Hella, the Queen oh, of Hell. So it's no shocked you guys we've been listening to our show since all the way 2019 2020 chris and i love this sculpt and we love this character and that's very apparent in that episode i mean we went through all of hella's lore <laughs> and how <laughs> cool she is and how how she's like part of asgard but how much she does outside of asgard right all the stuff in mephisto everything right like it's kind of insane she's been around for a long time and she's such a good character design and when there were kind of you know less big villains at yes. one point she would get used a lot more and i'm happy that she's kind of seen a resurgence with the thor movies the success of the thor movies so 
It's very great. cool. And the sculpt remains awesome. Oh, it certainly does. And let's talk about all her changes on this, like, kind of like rework for her. So her blade, her strike went to range three, which I think is very inspired and awesome. Very thematic. She's supposed to be kind of swiftly moving into combat with this long blade and getting to people. So the magic is there. Claim soul costs one less power, which I think is huge because I think her claim soul range four turret attack is just the main set of play you're going to do with her. Keep your soul tokens up shoot people you know that's kind of her play style and that's kind of what we did in the past with her um army of hell does not work on claim soul anymore so let's read army of hell discard one or more captured soul tokens during the next hellforge blade or reign of hell attack add one die for each claim for each captured soul used this way so basically they reined it in they made army of hell better in a way but they also were like you can't claim soul to like get a soul back after you do this ability right so this is a you're claiming souls with your dark magic, and then you're using your physical attacks with the claimed souls to make them better, right? So the kind of that's a quality of life change, which I think is very good. Additionally, they gave her a new superpower, which is awesome. It's a active superpower called Death's Embrace, costs two power, rightfully so. Choose an enemy character within range three. Advance the character towards Hella short. Then if this character is within range one of the chosen character, so if the chosen character ended up within range one of Hella, roll four dice. For each crit and wild in the result, the chosen character suffers one damage. For each damage suffered on the enemy this way, Hella may remove one damage this way. The superpower can only use once per turn. Now, this is not super explosive, Chris. At, at the end of the day, this is like a reverse charge, which is great. And there's, well, it's, a, bo- it's and there's a bonus. For sure. Displacement, and it's also a way for Hella to double tap, right? It is a way for her to double tap. Not only that, but it is a way for her to get a little bit of healing she needs it on this kit. They kept her, her health is only 10. It's a six and four, six healthy, four injured. Yeah. So this is, I would say pretty important in her kit. You might not use it every turn or every round, but right. you're going to need to plan on using this for sure to keep, to keep her in the fight, to keep her there, to keep her on the board uh, for that extra turn or keep her up one more turn before she gets flipped to her injured side, something like that for that extra point on the secure. I yes. think it's very, very important, but it's also not the most important thing. I don't know. It's very interesting. It's, it's no, what integral I was, to her kit, but claim yeah. soul is what you're doing, right? Yeah. What I was saying is like, you're not banking on the heel, but a couple no. of heels is going to be nice because you inadvertently got her up to a certain health threshold she didn't have when the game started, which is great. So I think you're going to do it for that. But really what you're doing it for is what we said, the displacement. The displacement's the big port. It's yeah. a bow. Right. And also the ability to double tap now to keep your action economy good with Hella because she doesn't have any true action economy. Right. Additionally, she loses this on her injured side. Right. So you are going to want to do this on the front side to stay on the front side as long as possible because she couldn't have this on the injured side. It'd be too good because she does, of course, have the queen of hell on her injured side, which is her version of exceptional healing which is amazing. So it's like, she can't have both, but it delays her getting to the back longer. And when she gets to the back, she has to play much safer, keep those souls up, not be as aggressive with her spending of the souls. So I think it's absolutely amazing. I think um, she slots right back into those midnight suns rosters. I think she slots oh, yeah. right back into those Asgard rosters. She's now a tool on your Asgard belt too, where it's like, keep in mind, eyes on the prize is still in the game it's an amazing card and her and bill can use it so effectively because they can eyes on the prize with their medium movement medium-sized base to grab something safely what's cool about hella is she can grab something safely and then immediately top around two start double shooting stuff with her turret when bill sometimes 
just doesn't have the range, quite frankly, right, to do right. that, right? A lot of times when you make that play with Bill, he is just, okay, I see, kind of sitting there too. I see what you're doing with Bill. You can just have that whole area to yourself. <laughs> 100%. So um, one of me and Chris's favorite sculpts in the game, I mean, I spent like four hours on her base alone. It's one of those things where it's like it took a long time, but it was worth it just to build that underworld hell skull basing out that I did. So I'm really excited to get her back more on the table. And I think she's very cool. And we'll see... We'll see how much these changes really matter for her. I mean, it's all just good, right? All ups, no downs. So All ups, no downs. And at the end of the day, she's a character that gets two power turn, defenses of 4-4-4, that moves medium with a medium base. What's not to love, right? Like At the end of the day, she's just a solid ball of stats that you can apply each turn. Very cool, right? I mean, maybe she slots into that in human steam, right? Because she gets two power turn. Time will tell. So very cool stuff. I know. But we got we to move on, Chris, because we got some big stuff coming up. And we got to move on to Malekith, the Accursed. Ah, and the big winner on this one is the community. Because Malekith Absolutely. needed it, man. This is great. And we were pretty uh, gun shy in our episode because it's like, we didn't talk about all the erratas yet because we were waiting for well, if we this knew was they were, coming. We knew they were coming at some point. Yeah. So he lost his pierce on his blade at midnight. I think that's huge. It's still an Massive. amazing strike. Seven dice, right? Energy. Great. But he lost the pierce, which just can make it that much more explosive. His ferocity throw is now has a size restriction. So now when you commit to ferocity... If the character is bigger than size three, you're just not throwing them, which is absolutely huge. And he lost one stamina on his front and lost one stamina on his back. So now his health pool is nine and seven, respectively, putting him at 16. That's a big difference. Yeah, that's this is a massive difference. And they touched on this while talking about him during the panel. And that's Malekith. Malekith is, is the kind of bully that is going to be Picking on wide teams. He's trying, he's out there to pick on three threats now, right? Yeah. That, that Sam, that wide Sam list, or even shoot, man, my, my wide, uh, weapon X, you know, just, this is a nightmare for them. Size threes in there. Yeah. Just a lot. Yeah. A lot of size twos, a lot of size threes, and a lot of five health, six health characters that Malekith can just destroy. But now he's not the ubiquitous, just take him every game. He's not very good into the Hulks, into the Immortal Hulks, Dormammu, you know, these, these Prime. big, oh my gosh, that was these, silly. These, these massive, you know, single entity characters that are, are just big, these big five, six, seven, eight threats. Yep. He's not going to go toe to toe with them and single handedly destroy your swarm army. So he's kind of an anti wide tool now. He's still very good. You're still, still going good. to see him. Uh, it's just, he has a specific place now more so he can, I mean, you're still going to spike and get, and get rid of hulks and things like it's going to happen. He's not unplayable. He's still an awesome character. hundred percent just actually has some limits now. And it's very, very good. He's finally getting reined in. It's, it's really nice. Well, moving on, Chris, we got two quick, subtle changes, quality of life. Ronan, the accuser, a character that you and I really do love so much. Got two more stamina, so he's up to 14 now, which is amazing. Ronan's still good. I don't know why people don't play him, but he's We're still not the good. first ones to say it, and we're not going to be the last ones to say it. Ronan is better than the community gives him credit for, and you guys should seriously try him in his affiliated spots. When he's unique, too. like He's a guy who helps you deal with big characters, who's not a big yep. character himself, right? So that's very unique. But moving on from Ronan, we've got Taskmaster Anthony mm. Masters. He has been watching everybody else, and he has gained the one power shield throw gainer. Right, Love it. That's all he got. Absolutely love it. He's a great character. He's one of these characters that 
leaves the game for a while, then comes back, and people are always shocked, and he's amazing. He's amazing in his his teams. I think he's an amazing criminal. He's even better criminal now because now those turns where people aren't coming into his range of influence at range two, he's still throwing shields, still counting as two on that secure, and he's building more power for the all-according-to-plan turn. Like a lot more power because these shield throws are going to add up and he's going to help you pay for that because you're fine with it, right? He doesn't have a lot to spend power on either. No. So that power is just, he's going to be able to do that mnemonic device a lot, which is a great attack. Really lets him, against the right characters, really lets him swing above his weight class. One of the Uh, best spenders like for a three threat like that, right? And he's tanky on top of it. So, I mean, now he's a potential power battery for your tactics cards on top of, of these other things. All of this in a three threat is pretty nice. I think Taskmaster is good. Yeah, he's always been good. And like this subtle change just makes him more playable, right? Which is great. Brings him in line with the game design going forward. They made a decision, Sam Wilson onward, where it's like all shield throws are going to give me one power, right? And like Steve was changed, right? Steve was retroactively changed. And then, of course, Red Guardian got it. It's like always shield throws. You just know how they work and you you learn them and you do good stuff. And keep in mind, Taskmaster is still one of the best tools in the game to deal against rapid fire models, right? Because mm, yeah. you he's just getting better and better every time you attack him with that intuitive pattern recognition. So he's always a threat. Like if rapid fire stuff starts showing up, you can slot him in your list. But we gotta move on, Chris, to the change I wanted the most, and it happened. You were talking about voodoo earlier. Yeah, voodoo is strong. He could do good stuff. Thanos is a way worse offender of non-interactive play. The Cosmic Portal was changed to once per turn. Massive. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, Thanos could just rearrange your entire board without rolling dice if needed. And then if you roll dice and his dice went well on top of that, you're extra trouble because maybe he got some throws on those those punches. I know. And then, then he <laughs> Cosmic Portal the other people away. He felt like Thanos. He felt absolutely oppressive, but it needed to be reined in for the sake of our game and our competitive discussions right and to make him viable and what's crazy chris is this all happened and here i am looking at the banned and restricted list and i see that all gems gems are now unrestricted so in a way thanos was nerfed with his cosmic portal but then he was buffed again because of the gems so it's like they gave they threw him a bone and a really big bone and i actually really do love the gems change though i'm kind of scared on the thanos side of things i'm i'm a little worried that the gems change means thanos is still op just in a different way but he's splashed everywhere again time will tell time will tell I mean, he will be splashed everywhere again, and that's going to be a problem in itself. But, you know, as he should, he is Thanos. I wanted one more change on Thanos. I wanted his reduction to actually cost something because it is reduced down to zero. He's the only zero in the game where it's like for free, right? He should never lose his gems ability. Like, it's too good. Like, it's too paramount to his character of gems are free for him, right? But, like, he's just so hard to balance because he is so powerful in the lore and also the way the gyms are designed, but I am very happy at the end of the day because Ma Corvus, they were really paying for the sins of Thanos of, of the restricted slots. Right. And now Ma and Corvus can be played viably again all over the place. And I don't think that's bad for the game because I think they're perfectly in line with their power level, but it was just silly to not be able to play. Like if I'm an X-Men player that wants to play Ebony Ma, or I'm a Corvus leadership black order player who wants to play Ebony Ma with the gym, I'm punished for how powerful Thanos is with the space gym, right? I can't play Maul with the space gym. Same goes with Loki. Loki, early on in this game's life cycle, you could bring gems on him and you and he was very awesome and people still do. 
Yes. And they want to play Loki with gems were being punished as well. So the Asgard Avengers players, things I like haven't that. Even, I haven't even thought about the gem change, how that affects Loki ruining awesome? my life again. Oh my gosh. It's so good. He's, but, yeah. <laughs> he's very frustrating to play against if you don't play against him often. Getting used to that Loki bubble is tough, man. So I think people breaking him back out is going to throw some monkey wrenches into some plants. Yeah, mine Loki and space Loki like mm-hmm. have always been good, right? So it's one hundred percent play style. Let's move on from Thanos because I think we want to get didactic with you know everything talking about Thanos, and we'll see where he shakes out. But let's talk about yeah. a really cool change, a very strong buff overnight that we we've been hoping has been coming for a while. I think this one is more almost more impactful to me just because I'm so excited to yeah. see as Guardians more often again because. Between this and the Hella change, I think they're back, baby. I mean, I'm happy to see Asgardians for the life of the game, but Asgardians are really frustrating to play against, you know, if, they're true. Di- if their dice are hitting. And, you know, the, we just talked about in a recent episode, like they're at the top of my docket and they were before the Thor change. And now it's like, okay, expedite that. Well, let's talk about the Thor change. He's got some subtle changes that just make him a little bit better. He got one more mystic defense. So now he's up to 444, which makes sense. I mean, if, if Hell is 444, if Beta Ray Bill's 444, why was. Thor 443, right? So yeah. once again, they've made decisions in the game's life cycle. Thor is brought up to those decisions, right? Because he is a five threat version of those characters in a lot of ways. So he gained one more stamina on his healthy side, which is excellent. So it's bringing him up to seven on the front, which we absolutely love. He's going to be healthier longer. God of Thunder now shocks and costs two less. So the spender was virtually unplayable for it because it's just too costly and didn't do anything except maybe give you an upside of hitting multiple models in the perfect situation but that didn't happen very often because it is an a2 and most importantly of all chris he got immunity to stun and shock that's pretty massive for him actually the stun is like huge i know he could like asgard it off right because we, yeah, we love the asgard leadership have to <laughs> yeah <laughs> like why 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 asgard it off if you can be immune to it come on this is amazing. These are amazing changes. I I'm terrified to see Thor mm-hmm. and Steve Avengers again. Oh, I Absolutely. know. It's like it's that's about probably to the most egregious thing that's come out of this. But we should see Thor and the Avengers kind of running the table thematically, right? From time to time, we should see Thor and Asgard be able to use the leadership more. Like it, this is all good changes. He's still dice dependent on his four Asgard, but everything got better. And I also think it, you're gonna be able to God of Thunder now and not be as worried about it. Because the auto shock is nice. Auto shock is very nice. Chris, like walking to the enemy's team on the middle gamma shock four models. Oh, it didn't really do any damage. Well, that's kind of a bummer, but who cares? I shocked four <laughs> models. Yeah, you're, they're rolling eight less dice next turn. That's pretty good. It, that's it's going to be dice. fun. It's He's going to be good. I'm excited to see what the Asgardian teams kind of look like now, what the squad lists look like, For sure. uh, what splashes people are thinking. It's going to be fun to watch that evolve. Jesse, we got to move on to another change. And I personally am into this change. I know some people are not, but. No, I think it's really healthy for the life of the game. I mean, obviously, I think so. It's a huge hit for S.H.I.E.L.D., but outside of that. Shields get fixing to get so many good things coming their way. And it's uh, great for everyone else he was brought. Right. So this does this does hurt S.H.I.E.L.D. a little bit, but I think they'll be able to recover. I really, really do. Yeah, but Winter Soldier, Winter Soldier. So his rapid, uh, rapid fire is now triggering on a wild instead of a hit. So range five, rapid fire, a little harder to get now. So that's extremely good because that was just oppressively annoying to play against. So good. And then uh, on his spender, Red Fury, 
this, the push is now restricted to a size three, which it should have been in the first place, should have never been an unlimited push. And now we're there. This is great. Yeah. And if you don't push them, you don't get the assault rifle now as well, mm. which was already the case. There was no push restriction. But now that there is a push restriction, keep that in mind. So if you are spinning a big boy character, you're just going to get the arm punch and you're not going to get yeah. the pull out the rifle. So yeah, very good change for Bucky. I think needed. Um, I've played against Bucky since these changes and he's still performed well because I'm sure he's still very well. good, man. Person rolled well and got wilds, but also with dice fixing, he's still really good. So those teams that give those teams that give dice fixing Sentinel prime, he's still very good. Right. But I, I do think this is interesting with tiny buff to taskmaster that Bucky got brought down. So it's like, now it's like, which rogue agent do you really want? Right. So that's also, I think just good for the life of the game. Because the answer for a while now is, I think half the reason Taskmaster has been gone is that the answer was, well, Bucky all day, all the time. Yeah, it, it was, there was no question. He was the best at this let, role yeah. without just I mean, I think strictly some better. players were playing him instead of Taskmaster, despite Taskmaster being affiliated, which I disagree with. But That shouldn't happen. Yeah, yeah, that shouldn't happen thematically. So he still has Hydro Tactics. He still has Spetnaz training. So be very careful. Uh, Hydro Tactics is still insane. So... Yes, he got brought down a lot, but he can still do amazing things. So just keep an eye on him. But let's move on, Chris, to a quick change. Wong, the MCU Sorcerer Supreme, his physical defense went up by one, which thematically makes sense. Now he's 333. That just makes more sense overall. And his innate ability, Servant to the Sorcerer Supreme, while within range three of an allied Stephen Vincent Strange, add one die to the defense roll. So he works with all Stranges. He now works with Supreme Strange, which I absolutely love. So this is a a tiny, tiny, tiny buff for Convocation. <laughs> and well, I think this is great for defenders as well. Yeah, because of course. now now you're not even locked, Midnight Suns. Yeah, you're not locked into one Stephen Strange to play the defenders. You're not locked into any Stephen Strange to play the defenders anymore. Uh, getting that second leadership was absolutely massive for them. So now it's just this tweak. Yeah. So now Killy Strange can come with you. And so can Wong. I mean, I just think Wong is stapled to either Doctor Strange at this point. He's their he's their power gem. Yeah, it should have been like that the whole time, right? Like, and so that was clearly something that AMG probably designed Wong before the Supreme Strange. And just yeah, just, just a miswording was all it was, and they've just, corrected it. So good on them. Really good on them. Let's move on, Chris, to all the changes that you and I have been holding our tongue this whole time about, because now we're getting into the alphabet restarting over with mutants, which I thought was fun that AMG just did that. <laughs> um, well, I mean, this game, the player base on this game is straight up split down the middle sometimes with, I'm so sick of hearing about mutants and I only play mutants. So it's pretty interesting. Or uh, just, I love mutants. Is- like, there's people that love mutants that don't even necessarily play them. Oh, but, I'm, but still I'm, love them and they love I them. I play still. them right now, but I'm about to not be playing them. And I do love mutants, but I don't know. I'm not a mutant only player. That's for sure. I, they do get me very excited and I am extremely excited about this first character we're going to talk about. I'm excited about all of them actually. So let's yeah, get let's into talk it. About it. <sighs> Cable worst possible future man. One of my favorite characters in Marvel. He has gained one stamina on his front side. His builder, uh, his his five range five, strength five uh, builder gets two rerolls within if you're within range three of the target, which I think is wonderful because uh, over the years of playing Cable, I've it took me longer than it should have, but I did finally realize he needs to be up in 
the fight. Um, he needs to be in that gambit Goldilocks zone of just outside of two, but within three for a lot of his fights. That's kind of mm-hmm. where that's a sweet spot. And now it's baked into his kit that that is his sweet spot. He gets used even to play better. Really safe. We I always used talk to about play that. I was like, Chris, you really got to get safe. him up in there. I played him gross. like he was rocket. Yeah. 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 He's just but too good when he's in the phrase. You're 100% correct. And with Ascani uh, San costing one less, it's now usable on his front side, I think. Yeah. It lost the stagger. It is a balancing act there. Well, the stagger but, was only on the backside, I believe. Yeah, but um, they just lost it wholly. And that's just fine. That's fine with me. I wish it was still there on the backside, but you're not really incentivized to get cable hurt anymore. Right. So you're kind of okay with using Iskani San on the front side and trying to stay healthy for those secures. Because he is kind of a secure monster with those terrain throws, with a medium base, with being able to add defense dice to his own to his own roles. It's he's just a monster. And now, Jesse, we have to talk about the coup de gras on this card. <laughs> That's right. New Wetworks leadership ability. Ex- yeah. The, uh, the X-Force the leadership has been reworked. Each allied character may re-roll one die in their attack rolls once per turn. Okay. That's the same. Now we're going to get into the new, including skull results. So now we can re-roll these skulls. This is fantastic. Additionally, if the character does utilize this re-roll, and the enemy character is within range three, the enemy character does not benefit from cover during the attack. So once again, you want to be in that Goldilocks zone. Yep. X-Force affiliated is a bunch of characters with range three, range two attacks. It's a bunch of brawlers, a bunch of, uh, a bunch of damage dealers. So being able to get rid of that cover for, you know, very, very good players like yourself that utilize cover, and, and get that extra defense dice to keep those characters around. You have a tool against that. And there's not many tools against that in the game, giving it to the, your whole squad once a turn, really, really cool. So this is a, a, a very big improvement for X-Force, not only in the fact that their leader is not kind of, you're not really, it doesn't feel as much as a, of a tax to run cable anymore. He I don't feels, think acts at all. I think his leadership is insane. I think um, his leadership's insane, but I think he stands up on his great. own as a five. I think you can splash him. I yes, love sure. splashing him in yeah, ubiquitous Steve, Steve. Rogers Avengers. People already but, did, yeah. He's so oh, yeah, good. It, it already happened. But now I think you splash him in. I think you run him in your 10, in your Scott, in your new and improved yeah. Scott Summers leadership. We'll talk I think about you that. run him in your 10 in a lot of these builder type factions. If he's got power coming into him outside of the power phase and outside of getting hit and doing attacks, he's going to be able to be doing these throws a lot more often. He's going to be able to be passing out telekinetic shields to your entire team far more often. I just think he's so much more usable and you're getting the full effect of his five threat out of him now. And I'm very, very excited to get him back on the table. Oh, absolutely. Me, me, me as well. And let's let's talk about this. The one of the coolest parts of the wet works, like remove the cover thing, Chris, is it's like, and I don't see a lot of people talking about this, but this is the first thought I had where it's like, okay, yes, yeah, once per turn, you've always got to keep that in mind with X Force. That's actually yes. it's an easy leadership. It's very easy leadership. But the hard part is, is it the first attack or the second attack? And that does matter. And you roll your initial die pools, you explode, both of you explode your crits, and then you've got information, you've got a question to ask yourself. So if your opponent rolled really bad initially, but they're in that cover spot, 
that might be the best time to use this because it's like a pierce. 100%. So you don't necessarily want to do it. Certain times you're just not going to do it, right? But other times you need to be looking at like, okay, a reroll is great. I might get my incinerate, whatever. I might get my pierce on Laura Kenny, whatever it is. But it's like more like, oh, I'm automatically removing a defense size they would flip to defense, right? Because they are in cover. So it's also another way for you to be like, well, you know what? I'm showing five results. Even if I don't roll into my sixth result, who cares? Because they're not getting one block, right? So yeah, it removes cover and that's cool for certain character interactions and stuff like that. But more importantly, it's like a slightly weaker pierce. And that's really cool because a lot of these X-Force characters have pierce. So now you're like cooking with gas where it's like, oh, you didn't get your while you didn't get your cover. But I also like I'm attacking with Lord Kenny at range three with my spender with pierce. Like there's a lot of things where it's like, I don't know. I, I think it's a cool question now more than just the reroll. It's like, Sometimes it's just like, is the cover more impactful than even the reroll, right? So there's a lot. Of, and then obviously, if you got the reroll, well, now you got a double, and that is a pierce, right? It is a pierce because you got an additional hit and you got no defense from that modification from them. So we'll, time will tell and we'll see interactions with this, but I think it's very good. And, you know, Cable's always been a really amazing character. We've talked about this on the show a lot. He just needed a slight tweak to be able to spin everything on his card because his card is incredible, just like Scott Summers. These these summers guys have amazing kits, just amazing options, right? <laughs> they just need a little bit more power. And I'm very happy that AMG did not. I don't know. They could have gone a lot of different directions with this. We talked about what if the plasma rifle went up to six? What if the incinerate was auto? All these things. I think this is the best version because it rewards the good players, but doesn't make cable like a menace where it's like, oh, cable's now in Steve and he auto incinerates from range five. You know, like that would just be a bad bad for the life of the game right <laughs> you still got to get the wild to get the incinerate but now you've we're, you're kind of rolling seven dice in your range three which is really scary it's extremely scary and i do like the the design space we're kind of moving into with double re-rolls on a lot yeah, of these cards it's neat it's very good well, let's move on to one of my main mans mm. over here peter rasputin this guy this guy character he's that a chris, monster now chris and i have played a lot we yeah. were two of the only people in the community saying Colossus is not like Colossus is good before this change. Well, and, and I think X-Men Red proved it right. To be honest, X-Men Red did, which I'm very happy to have to have helped get out there. But Colossus lost his short move and gained a medium move. That should have been the whole time. He got a new clause on his superpower of organic steel. So, of course, organic steel, he's got the reduction by one to a minimum one. But additionally, this character cannot be pushed by enemy effects He's needed this the whole time. Fantastic. Thematically and playstyle wise. They also nerfed his bodyguard, but that's okay because it needed to happen with the changes to his movement. They changed his bodyguard to the Luke Cage taunt instead. So he does have to be range two of his opponents to trigger his bodyguard, which that's, is which that's is fine. thematically better. He's jumping in front of the way, right? Like it's, he's deep yeah, in it's, the fight. Yes, thematically better. He's up in that face, or thematically, he's up in their face. He's swinging around. He's trying to get that X slam off. This just works better. And I think it kind I know that it's technically not as good because it's not as easy to plan around yes. and, and people can just kind of use a movement action to get out of your range, but then they use the movement action. Sure. It's, you know, you still won. You still won. You still yeah. took something away from them. So it's all cool. in all, good change. I think he's a monster. He's now encouraged to just be to be setting the front line for your team. 
And that's exactly what he should be doing, should have been doing the whole time. Oh, and Xlam got increased to range three, which is much needed. Massive, right? dude. And so, now that stagger on Xlam, you're going to be seeing that a there. lot more. You're going to get scared. Seven dice, you're going to roll a wild more often than not, right? Yeah. So Colossus is really good. He's in my X Force list. Uh, oh, fastball yeah. special is in my X Force list. You know, Just, he's a Maxman. Yeah, um, of course he is. There's no way to not. And I mean, we'll have a big enough mutant roster of really, really good mutants that. Oh, hard decisions soon, are already being made. Yeah. They're already being made, but soon it's going to be even harder. So I'm very, very excited to be talking about where all these mutants fit into the various uh, leaderships in the future. Absolutely. Well, let's jump on to Cyclops. Scott Summers, one of me and Chris's favorite characters here on the show. We talk about him a lot. Oh, I, I love him. Everyone knows this. No, we really do actually love him. We we went through this in, in our latest uh, After Dark. Uh, the people that don't subscribe to After Dark don't know that, but you know, we had a yeah, we actually had a really good talk, about really good this. constructive talk and, about what Scott brings to the Marvel Universe and and just, just storytelling it, in general and the options that that a insane. character like Scott Summers brings to a writer and even an artist. So yeah, ultimately, I'm not a fan of Scott Summers in universe, but I love Scott Summers. Like in this. We're, the in fact this world that he's we live in, in the universe is yeah. very, very and, good and for pop culture world comics. We live in. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. He's he's amazing. So let's talk about Scott Summers and how he got tweaked in a very cool way. So he got a size three push on his strike. He also got a new trigger on his strike speed of sight. It's a hit in a while, so it's difficult to get. But after the attack is resolved, this character may make an additional optic blast attack strike. The attack may not target the original character and does not have the speed of sight rules. So. First of all, very thematically, this is Scott doing the double the double shoot. Yeah. You know, we, we all know it. We love it. But hard to get off. I've already been playing a lot with Scott. And, you know, this doesn't happen that often. It's kind of like a Sam Wilson, Steve Rogers shield throw. But it's like more restrictive the distance. Because instead of measuring like the ricochet from the person you just shot and you're ricocheting to someone behind them or the side of them, Scott's just double shooting from his base, right? Twice. So you've got to have two people even in line of sight to do this keep that in mind you just can't trigger it right ricochet would have been better but i get why they don't want to give Scott ricochet yeah that would have been too much i think they perfectly balance this with and the, the theme is right yeah with the the not being able to target the original character i think is the the perfect little clause that made that very very just right 100% and keeping with his changes very subtle optic devastation got a new wild trigger the original wild trigger was so bad i I don't even think it ever really came up. Suppression. After each attack is resolved, the target character loses one power for each wild in the attack roll. So this is really good with the beam because now, now you're not fishing for like explosive damage necessarily. You could just like completely neuter the power of multiple characters in theory, right? It's not something you're looking for, but it's something you're really happy yeah. to get. And I do it's, enjoy it a lot. It is it is based on rolling wilds. So yeah, don't don't plan on it. But if it is... If you don't get the kill like you were wanting, but you get rid of two or three power off the character, I think that's yep. a, that's better than nothing and could potentially be better than taking them off the table. So all of his superpowers stayed, stayed the same, but X-Men Blue was completely reworked, which is extremely mm, exciting. It's so, so nice. Let's, let's talk about it real quick. So when an allied character deals damage to an enemy character with an attack, another allied character within range five of that attacking ally, so the guy who was attacking who dealt the damage, now someone within range five of them gains one power after the attack is resolved. A character may gain only one power as a result of this leadership ability per turn. So very cool. It's like this like mix of 
Magneto Brotherhood and A-Force, right? Where it's like this kind of, right. it's, just a, it's a variation of those things. I still think A-Force is much better because <laughs> it's just like yes. the onus is not on dealing damage. It's on your opponent doing things, which they already want to do. You get to choose exactly where it goes. There's but no range restriction. That there's no range be restriction. Huge. Same with Magneto. There's no range restriction. But this is a way better leadership. This is absolutely amazing compared to what it used to be. And it's a good flex for Storm when the crisis is not right, right? And I think Scott, at the end of the day, yeah, you need to deal damage to get this off. But once you start dealing damage, this snowballs very quickly, right? Because you're doing mm. more spenders. You're doing more attacks. You're getting more damage off as the game goes on. So then it's feeding itself better. So it is a little bit early game dependent. But after that early game lull, you're cooking with gas. I, mean, I think it's really cool. And I think it's very X-Men Blue because what I've been using this, Chris, I've been practicing this X-Men Blue and really enjoying it. It used to be kind of a attrition leadership. It's no longer that. Yes, you have to deal damage to get this off, but now it's it's kind of like you, you've also got to think about, I think the best ability of this is like, well, Colossus is in the fray. He just dealt the damage and passed one power back to Scott. Scott now has field leader online for his turn, right? When he didn't have that before. So it's very, <laughs> keeping this X-Men thing going, X-Men being always hard to play with their leader it's another one of those new ones hard to play with their leaderships because yeah it sounds easy range five is massive that's great but really it's like the inhumans where it's like activation order matters passing power what times matters the range five matters once again it's harder to use than inhumans too right <laughs> so i think it's very cool but time will tell how good it actually ends up being right so unlike some of these other leaderships where a character can only get one power per round this is one power per turn so Cyclops can only receive power from Colossus once, but then he can receive a power from Wolverine. Yeah. Your next sure. activation, if I'm reading it correct. Or the theme that, is even better because it's like Scott's moving up. He's optic blasting twice and he's given power to people in the back yeah. line and deployment, right? So they can get up to the table faster. Very thematic of the character and his playstyle of X-Men Blue in the comics, right? So man, think of how much power you could uh get passed out after a good beam attack. Pretty pretty cool stuff to think about, folks. It's explosive stuff. Well, let's talk about how Deadpool changed, and Chris is very excited about it. I'm yes, so excited about this. Similar to these other characters, Deadpool was one of those characters where he has a really awesome kit. He was just like a power or two away from doing everything, right? And now he has that power or two. He definitely sure. has that power now. <laughs> he's, he's good. He's Salt. really good. So his stab katana attack, his range two got stab, stab, very difficult to get off double wild. But if you get the double wild off, you get to make another strike for free, which is absolutely incredible. It's like a rapid fire on a strike. So just neat. Um, Bucky's like, okay, so what? I, I know, right? But his bang got better. So his bang, which is already like his main play style anyways after the attack is resolved, he gains one power. So he got a gainer on his bang. We're seeing a lot of these gainers showing up today, which is excellent. And then he lost like the long list of bang, bang, bangs, but he still has bang, bang, which is a hit in a while to get another bang. So this is really cool, Chris, because, you know, he's got his own rapid fire. This is a gainer, you know, it's just it is what it is. But I mean, you keep this going. You see the synergies with the bang and the and the gainer now because he got yeah. a new superpower. You can't skip. You, you can't spell legendary without leg day cost two power place Deadpool within range two of his current position. This can be used only once per turn. So now, no matter what, you can pretty much always bang, bang, place, or bang one time and place, right, if you had a power. Yeah, move. Uh, round one is now move, bang, place. Isn't that crazy? It's great. He's going to be really, really good. 
and everything already stayed the same. That was so amazing. I mean, he has these maximum effort. His spender on the back is very strong. Um, him counting as healthy on his injured side, very strong. And Merc with the mouth, I swear, it's one of the best superpowers in the game. It's very much like witty banter, where it's just like you're doing stuff to your opponent during their turn or you're doing stuff to their opponent to make them not be able to do their cool stuff and get their cool abilities. I think now he's very serious, Chris, like as a control piece, because at worst you can just bang, bang Merc with the mouth. Someone every turn. 100%. Uh, Merc with the mouth is crazy real right now, especially, I mean, I've been talking about root and, and like trying to play the power game with your opponent. Yeah. This is better uh, than root through this day. And this is, or through this episode, and this is the guy that can do it the best right now. I mean, three power, they lose two. It's and he can get to that three power reliably every turn now. So you could almost do it twice every turn in a turn too, as long as it's two separate targets too. Oh, so right? so it's it's crazy. Like this is like this might as well be a stagger on a lot of characters, right? Where it's like, okay, okay, Bill, I just I'll happily send Deadpool on Bill's flank and take away his throw every time. Absolutely, or, okay, Malekith, I'm gonna get. Deadpool in the fray because he's going to stay healthy anyways when he's injured and I'm going to remove Malekith's ferocity every turn that I possibly can because it's because it's a stagger essentially for Malekith right so there's so many you could apply that to so many abilities I mean this is even really powerful against like models like the web warriors take away their web swing there's all so many things I mean just just you see when web warriors are planning their big turn right there's a few there's a few there's a few affiliations where you can see them planning for their big tactics card turn uh, and this just helps you like find their battery, get rid of two power. Now that turn is a lot harder for them to figure out. Good in Weapon X and X Force, and now he just got better because Weapon X and X Force both just got better in general because their models are getting better. <laughs> and then the and now the X Force leadership is better too, right? So it's like yeah. okay, Deadpool's just real. He's just real, and he should be. Like he's not a character that Chris and I love. There's a version of Deadpool that I absolutely adore. Oh, I know. Same. That version has just been gone for many, many years now, and that's okay. Things change. Yeah, I got. There's other. There's plenty of other characters for me to like. It's okay. Let's move on to another character that we like, Jean Grey, a character that I've we've played a lot, Chris, and she got some quality life changes that really I think help her sing. So she got a pierce on her psionic bolt strike. It's a skull pierce, which is obviously weaker than a wild because it's not like a double netting of stuff. But bad dice do stuff for her now. Which is very cool. That's good. It kind of doesn't work with the X Force affiliation very well. No, uh, at all. So I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure you're going to be seeing Jean in X Force, but uh, that's okay. I think you're going to be seeing her a lot of other places. Yep. So additionally, her spender, the telekinetic force, which is an awesome spender, went down from six to five, respectively, which is incredible. A very powerful spender. But most importantly of all, Chris, oh my gosh, so exciting. During the power phase, this character gains two additional powers. So she gets three Massive. power every turn. She's up there, you know, with the best of them. Like she's she's a Asgardian that gets more power. She's she's creeping up on Hulk, you know? Like there's there's cool stuff where it's I think it makes perfect sense. And keeping with the theme of this, like Gene should get more power in the power phase. Let's Gene. Also, I love the theme they sneak in sometimes, Chris, with like mechanics and theme where it's like a skull pierce. Come on. We know what that is. Like that's, that's like, that's Scarlet Witch, what she has. Right. And like, that's just a little bit of the dark Phoenix showing its face. And I, I don't know. I just, Jean's already such a hard character to play, but now that all she can pay for all of her superpowers around one is very helpful. I think that is just massive. That battlefield manipulation and matter transmutation are 
both online round one. That's a big change. That opens up, especially the matter transmutation, opens up just a lot of different possibilities on where you can get some of your characters for the beginning of round two. Especially if you're last activating with her, I think it could be nasty, nasty. Oh, absolutely. And I think it quells people's fears, too, of being like, well, Emma's got some of this stuff and she's a fourth threat. Why, why does Jean, you know, and now Jean's like, well, I have more power, so I can, I just do more of it and I do have more options. She had an amazing spender, a good strike. What's not to love? Jean is looking really strong. I'm very happy. We're about to complete the love triangle shortly and they all got improvements. So it's, it's very powerful. Well, yeah, Wolverine's legit. Let's move on to Storm. Starting with the buffs, Eye of the Storm went down to two. And I think this should have been the case the whole time. We yes. kind of all talked about this, how Storm was a slightly lackluster three threat sometimes, even though she has awesome abilities when she has power. But she just had a hard time getting that power with that four dice strike. And the Eye of the Storm, now she's like Iron Man. It's like a Friday AI. She can buff up to six more more readily, get this power back, spend her power effectively. In keeping with that theme of the buffs, Hurricane got one more strength. It's kind of worth it now. Originally, it was like an A2 of five dice. Okay. It's pretty, yeah. 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 You know, like the flight thing was super fun. I also like the ally, they added allied characters in range of this attack do not suffer damage from the attack. So it's it's a, it's a an A2 that breaks the A2 rules, which I really like. Very cool. Keeping with Storm where she breaks a lot of rules, which I think is so cool. She still has the super stealth where she doesn't have stealth, but she has her version of stealth. So cards and abilities that remove stealth do not remove Storm's stealth because she's mm. up in the sky and it's a completely different type of scale, stealth, right? But now we're going to talk about the elephant in the room. Obviously, she has a massive nerf on the side of the leadership. So let's talk about the new uncanny X-Men affiliation gold. Once per round, you can use this leadership during an allied character's activation. If it's not holding an objective token, if you do, the active character may spend one power. If it does choose another allied character within range two. place the active character within range one of the allied character. The storm hop costs one. Now we'll get into that in a second. Additionally, when an enemy character targets an allied character with an attack, if the enemy character is not within range two, the allied character may reroll one of its defense dice. So the storm hop getting nerfed completely valid, especially in the hands of like really strong players. It's kind of insane yep. how good it was. It's funny though. Like X-Men's one of those teams. We say it all, all the time. I see people on the Facebook group daily that are like, I cannot get wins with X-Men. Why does everybody say they can win events and stuff, you know? And it's just what it just proves that like certain leaderships are more difficult, but they've got these big upsides. And that was certainly the storm hop, right? And certain players, like it just doesn't gel with them, right? Maybe like I was a gonna Steve say, would. man, everybody's brain works differently. And mm-hmm. some of these affiliations are going to just make sense. Like you you're just easily putting together, you know, something yep. pretty complicated because it just makes sense. And then some, like Storms, you gotta work. everyone around you can say, this is the best leadership in the game, which it was. It was up there. It was It was up there. Um, I think it was, it was top the best. five. I, yeah. I think that global cover just, just made it ridiculous. But even then, like I played that affiliation for almost yeah. a year, and I had a hard time winning. I switched to X-Force, which was a worse start, affiliation, and I, could start, and I started winning. You know, sometimes it's just like that, and that's okay. Hundred percent. Now, with that said, I think this is a huge. It's still good to the cover. The cover thing is huge. the The cover was just it was too good. Yeah, but now it's just like bad Miles leadership. Yeah, you still get a hop though. That's all Miles gets. That's all Miles needs. (laughs) Right. Uh, Uh, Not complain. Definitely not complaining about the Web Warriors. No, it's not. Uh, Let's let's not complaining about anything. Actually, I'm now might be like top of the 
creme of the crop. Well, you know, that's like, kind of what I was alluding like to. The Avengers are just like winning, winning, winning from all. That's these kind series. of what I was alluding to with Black Cat and Doctor Voodoo just kind of being out of the meta at the moment. That's not going to be forever, and these changes that they've made will make sure that they're not too terrible once they come back. But I think it's a big nerf to Storm. But I it is. So your round one hops are reduced or gone in a lot of ways. Um, obviously, there's ways around that with first class as guardians. There's a lot of things, right? But way more difficult. And then I think the cover is just, I think it's a huge change. Uh, time will tell, but rerolling defense dice is just not good in this game. We know it. It's just not. Defense dice are bad innately, right? So also keep in mind too, Chris, like you just can't even, if you're in range two, like it's just turned off entirely, which right. it was before. But at least when you were outside of two, it was a guaranteed defensive feature, right? And now you're now you're playing it for the storm hop only. I don't think you're playing here for the second part. It's just a bonus, right? To kind of even it out. What is yeah, for cool sure. about what is cool about this is stuff that gives you cover, which is very few things in the game, but stuff that gives you cover now, like objectives, like scoundrels, now actually synergizes with Storm's leadership when it didn't originally, right? Originally, mm. you already had cover. Now you've got cover and a reroll. Okay, so maybe X Men maybe can start playing scoundrels, which was one of their worst objectives, right? So, well, I think it just went into being one of their better ones. So, yeah, we'll see. Absolutely. So, but what's cool about this, Chris, is large nerf overall to gold, just flat out. It's a nerf to both sides. Yes, of the it was right, but it is. Storm got better as a whole, which is good for X Men, but even better for like Wakanda, A Force, yeah, everybody, right? Like Storm is just better. So I'm really excited to see, and I'm gonna obviously keep you guys in touch with the changes and where I kind of land on it and stuff. Storm is not leaving my X Men list. Do not worry. It's just She's, I have to learn how to play X Men in completely different ways now. Yes, both they're, leaderships. They're, they're a completely, completely new team. Yes, hundred percent. Whereas whereas X Force just got better, but the same play style. Same play style. Uh, mm-hmm. You're going to have to rethink just about everything. Yes. With X-Men. Because, you know, X-Men were that turn one play team. They were one of the best at it. And they had very, very, very many options for it. And they still do. You just have to figure them out. Yeah, it's just a lot more difficult. And time will tell. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, but time will tell. Let's close out this episode with one of our favorite characters of all time, Wolverine. That's just Wolverine straight up, not Logan. And very subtle changes to Wolverine, Chris, that I'm very happy about. Something you and I have been talking about for a while, because I think Wolverine we, was kind of insane. In we, some both teams. Liked, we both liked Wolverine still in certain spots. Uh, he definitely wasn't a four that you would blindly take into any situation. There are those fours out there. He was not one of them. It had to be a very specific uh, He was a little unfairly setup. maligned. He was a little unfairly maligned, but he, but he needed power, though. But he wasn't. He definitely wasn't very great, and he wasn't as good as Wolverine should be. That's- he was just tanky, right? And now he's tanky with he can actually spend his power. So the best of what I do got decreased to two power, which is his super action, his super charge action. This character makes a move action followed by an attack action while making this attack each wild in the attack roll counts as two successes. It can only be used once per turn, but the best charge in the game. Yes. Right. So it's now he can scary, actually man. now he can do it. So now when Wolverine has five power, because they also changed the wording. It yep. originally had to be Adamantium slash only, and it had a th- like there was throws and stuff baked in. It's all changed, but for the better. So now he can spend two power and he can either do his slash or his spender, his berserker barrage. What's cool about this is now the threat is real because he can charge, attack range three with berserker barrage, place and then throw the enemy, right? With the 
successes with the wilds counting us too yeah which is just he's explosive wild man he's it's, always been it's nasty so. and it only get, the killing power only gets worse on his backside yep where now wild rage is still here it's still the same we're adding one dice to every damage that is on wolverine so up to five that's i mean that's potentially 12 dice with wilds counting as two Potentially. I mean, that's very rare that that's going to be, that's going to happen. He has to be on one life on his injured side for this to happen. Very tough, but it will happen. And it's going to be just, that's going to be a very fun attack to make for whoever gets to do it. And I'm jealous. It's also going to be an attack that like, you got to be careful. Don't get your hopes up too much because you still have to roll wilds, but it's also at the same yeah. time, you could just roll five wilds on your strike and do 10 damage. Like there's, there's this like huge variance, right? So it's absolutely amazing. I think Wolverine is completely on par with Logan now. And now you have to ask yourself questions on which one do you want? Which one fits your team better? Wolverine obviously fits X-Force better. Does he fit X-Men better? Time will tell. I think yeah, that's we'll something I'm, ex- I'm exploring right now and enjoying. He also has more cards, Chris. Fastball Special, Weapon X Program. Logan Fastball doesn't have Special's those. for real. It already was, that is, right? That is, that is a very good card. It's only better now that both characters that you Just have gotta, to have to play it have massively improved. Make no mistake. This is a massive improvement for Wolverine. It yes. is one power difference. That's the only thing that changed. But <laughs> it turned as kit was. <laughs> everything else on. Yeah. This guy, like you think about the no matter the cost plays, you think about yes. the plays that you can get in with playing him in Cyclops' leadership, yes. any builder leadership, really. I mean, now you think about he's an affiliated defender. So let's think about oh. these berserker barrages are now mystic attacks into someone with martial artists, right? Like or the Daredevil rerolls range just two. An- Daredevil rerolls range two. Look for more two. wilds, right? Silly. Yes. Just watch out. He's going to be. Although I think Avengers, he's going to be. I think Logan is better in Defenders. I think Wolverine is affiliated. I think Logan I is mean. better on a mean. flank. Well, it's the beam. It's the beam attack. Being able to get the rerolls on the beam, I think, is wild. At the end of the day, him and Deadpool have Healing Factor two, which is like. Ugh. At worst, their worst line of play sometimes is like picking something up and healing too, and that's still awesome, right? Well, so like, just be think careful. about Wolverine and Colossus. Just oh, I know, manhandling a flank. That's eight. That's eight threat. But they do um, it though. They already did it before. Yeah, it's it's nothing new. I'm not breaking new ground here by by bringing this up. But they plop their feet on the middle gamma. Thought Lord, of it now is terrifying. Bring Laura Kenny in and uh, Wolverines. Stop. Wolverines. That, that card is in my. It's in my yep. ten. Watch oh, out. It has to be especially well, against Wakanda. Absolutely. Well, Chris, this has been a fun episode. We're going to return to more of this soon, right? With list building discussions, obviously organic stuff, a lot of after dark. So stay tuned for that. Of course, Furious Finest supported by our wonderful patrons. You can become a Furious Finest patron by going to Patreon.com/slash/FuriousFinest. You can find us everywhere online. You can find us on Twitter at Furious Finest Cast, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitch at Furious Finest. You can always email us at furiousfinest.gmail.com and leave us reviews on your podcast platform of choice. It really helps us and the game out. Thanks to Approaching Nirvana for the show's music. And like Jesse said, please rate, review, subscribe. Every little bit helps. Uh, we're about to be at a fever pitch. We're going to go from a very, yeah. very big lull to a fever pitch in mcp but we're kind of used to that cadence at this point spring and winter fall always always big times for mcp summer a little bit slower and that's okay yeah it's exciting time absolutely well you can find me and chris online in several spaces you can find me jesse on twitter instagram discord Longshanks, all the same place at jesse aiken that's j-s-s-e-e-a-k-i-n 
and check out my Star Wars Shatterpoint podcast. Hello there. A Star Wars Shatterpoint podcast everywhere podcasts can be found and online at Hello there, cast. Chris, where can I find you? Right now, just find me on the Discord. Hit me up. I'm strong style. I might be displaying as Chris or Chris Finest in the MCP servers. Feel free to hit me up. Let's talk basketball. Let's talk MCP. Let's talk about Eddie Kingston winning the Ring of Honor championship. So happy for my guy. Anyway, hit me up. Let's talk. I'm happy for my guy too, Chris. His name is Wolverine. (laughs) His name is James Logan Howlett, sir. Actually, who I'm most excited about from this this overhaul, honestly, is Colossus. I think I had to pick one. I think the Colossus change is probably my favorite as well, just because it opens up for me personally. It opens up a lot of different play play styles and different lists for me to run. Thanks to him being where he needs to be, I've wanted to play him in all these teams for forever, and I've tried. But just doesn't always fit the crises I choose. Oh, absolutely. And it's like the cable's the one of the most exciting, but it's like I feel like we just had a feeling it was coming. It's like Colossus getting a medium move is actually crazier than like the cables and Scott changes, you know, which is it's a crazy thing to say, but movement matters. And it's huge. Colossus went from being one of the slowest models in the game to now abnormally fast. He's a spider foe, baby. Exactly. He's a big lizard, right? He's a He's big, a big lizard. Luke, big Luke Cage, big big lizard, which I think they were always intending him to be. So so excited and you guys stay tuned because it's perfect timing because we actually have a lot of mutant content in the future after our asgard run and we're really excited about it so we hope you guys will join us on this journey and keep following us and let us know what cards are speaking to you to you the most and we'll reconvene very soon but until next time thanks for listening true believers excelsior the world has gotten even stranger than you already know at this point i doubt anything would surprise me Finbook says you're wrong. 